It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Support for this podcast comes from the first one with DJ Khaled, a new podcast only available on Amazon Music. What's up, y'all? This is DJ Khaled, and this is the first one. I talk to the most iconic artists on the planet about songs that didn't change the game, but changed their life. We hear from all the A-list music stars like J Balvin, Nas, and Kelly Rowland, who tell their stories about their first hits that took them to being overlooked to being overbooked. Join me every Thursday, only on Amazon Music. Hey, where are you going, Jim? The elevator's over here. Taking the stairs. But our meeting's up on eight. Yeah, I know. But that's eight floors up. That's like eight times eight. I don't know. A lot of stairs. That's the point. I've already lost a few pounds and earned almost $100 in wellness incentives. Whoa, you're getting rewarded for working out? Yeah, I know. I'm just as surprised as you are, Bob. Fearless is full of surprises. That's the power of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Federal Employee Program. Learn more about our healthy benefits and sign up at fepblue.org slash choose blue by December 11th. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Bengals podcast. I'm James Rapine, and I appreciate you joining me each and every day right here, audioboom.com, iTunes, and as always, please like, share, and subscribe to this. If you haven't yet, go do it. We're over 25,000 listens in, and a podcast that started mid-season I appreciate each and every one of you who are listening, sharing. We're on Twitter, at Locked On Bengals. I'm on Twitter, at James Erpine, so please follow me. Follow the Locked On Bengals Twitter feed, and I look at this season. By the way, you're going to hear it from Andrew Whitworth. I talked to him today, one-on-one at Paul Brown Stadium. You're going to hear from him in about six minutes, and it, really good stuff from him. I talked to him about this offseason. Does he want to play left tackle, or is he open to moving to guard because – and, and I'll elaborate on this in a second. I think Bengals-wise, it would be best for him to move. And I'll explain. But you'll hear from Andrew Whitworth. It's about a four-minute inter- interview. I just came back from Paul Brown Stadium. You'll hear that in about six minutes. But I look at this this offseason. We're one game away, and the Bengals haven't been in this position since 2010, where you know the season was going to end. And remember back to 2010. And at the end of that year, you saw – Jerome Simpson kind of bust out, and, and, and he showed what he could do. And, and Carson Palmer played well. They beat San Diego, and, and no one expected them to beat San Diego. And you're like, whoa, whoa. That, J- Jerome Simpson, he's a, he's a player, and he was an athlete. He was an, you know, an okay wide receiver, but he played well that next year in 2011. He was a good sidekick to A.J. Green. Anyways, I look at this team, and what do they need? And this offseason is going to bring a lot of changes. And, and we'll get into all of them, what I want to see on the offensive line, what I want to see on the defense. We'll get into the draft and, and so much more here on Locked on Bengals this offseason. And we'll have draft experts on, and, and we'll talk about free agent uh, experts that, that, that know former agents, that know how the game works as far as free agency goes and who they sign and who they don't sign. Isn't Andrew Whitworth the must-sign? Like, out of out of everybody that the Bengals have up for free agency, you have – like the lower tier guys, the middle tier, and then the top guys. And I would say the top guys are what? Um, obviously, Andrew Whitworth. And then you would go Drake Kirkpatrick, Kevin Zeitler. Those three. I mean, I, I think those are the three biggest. 
and out of those three, unless I'm missing one off the top of my head, but out of those three, isn't it Andrew Whitworth? Because Zeitler's good, right? Zeitler's a good guard, and Drake Kirkpatrick's a good cornerback. But Andrew Whitworth is their only tackle that's worth a damn. <laughs> I mean, he's the only one, and we've seen Jake Fisher, and Jake Fisher could potentially be good, but we haven't seen enough of him to really grade him out and say, oh, yeah, he is good. Make a reasonable judgment call on him. So I can't, I can't count Jake Fisher. I just can't. Um, and that's partially because the Bengals were so stubborn with Cedric Abwehi. But Cedric, could he be good as well? I'm not sure. Potentially. And that's why next year, with Andrew Whitworth, I would put Andrew Whitworth at guard. I would put Jake Fisher and Cedric Abwehi at tackle. And then I'd move on from there, right? Because here's the thing is you need to know next season what Cedric Abwehi is, what Jake Fisher is, if they can play tackle for you. And if Andrew Whitworth is willing to come on and be open to playing guard, then you can let Kevin Zeitler go. You can sign a guy like Eric Winston or a backup like that or draft a tackle that, that can be a serviceable tackle behind Jake Fisher, behind Cedric Abwehi. So that way if something happens, they go down, they get injured, or they don't play well, you have someone else who can slide in, or you have a guy like Andrew Whitworth who can slide in. That's what I would do. Now that's what I would do. I would sign Whitworth with the idea that he's going to play a lot of guard. And then I would play the two young tackles. And I know what you, you, to you, you're saying, was Cedric Abwehi protecting the blind side? Well, hell, he was, he was asked to do that. That's what he was asked to do. And that's what he was drafted for. First round pick on Cedric Abwehi at some point, it's sink or swim. And next year, you have to find out one way or the other. Is he a bust? Is he not? And I think the best way to do that is to put him out there next year, left tackle, let it, let him get a full offseason, completely healthy training, getting ready, because this is basically his rookie year, and seeing what he can do next year. I'm James Rapine. This is the Locked on Bengals podcast. I did catch up with Andrew Whitworth, and I found this interesting because I, I talked to him about what position he definitely wanted to play moving forward, how he felt he was playing, if he's thought about it being the last game in a, his last game in a Bengals uniform, how this season compares to the, the 2010 season, which is the last time the Bengals didn't make the playoffs, and, and, and so much more. Here's my one-on-one interview with Bengals offensive lineman Andrew Whitworth. Andrew, this definitely wasn't the season that, that you thought it would be probably at the beginning of the year, first time since 2010 where you didn't make the playoffs. Compare that year to this team and, and kind of the disappointment because there's definitely high hopes of both seasons uh, coming into both years. Yeah, I think that team was a little different in the sense that, uh, you know, I think that um, I don't know if we had really high hopes in 10 as much as uh, we had a lot of guys and older players that uh, we, we, we expected to, to win that uh, didn't, weren't quite there talent-wise. You know, a lot of games we just uh, weren't there. I think this season uh, we have the talent and ability and just for whatever reason haven't made plays in critical moments. We've been in every game. We've been there at the end and had a chance. And uh, it's kind of one of those seasons that uh, a play here, play there in the fourth quarter, and we have a totally different year. So uh, I think the talent's still there, and I think next year is still really bright here. Is that how you view it going in, into this year of uh, uncertainty or the offseason of uncertainty that this team could make Super Bowl run next season uh, with the right moves in the offseason? Yeah, I mean, I really do. I think with the best, you know, with the, the right decisions and the right moves, uh, you know, and, and the best players. Um, 
I think they, they have a chance to win a Super Bowl as much as they did this year. And so uh, I don't have any doubt in this team being able to do that. But, uh, you know, you just go into it and, and uh, play it out how it happens. Obviously, you're a left tackle. You're playing at, at a high level. If there, there's an opportunity at, at another position, you're, you're really good at guard as well. Um, is, it, is it left tackle or, or nothing N- next year for you? Or what, what's your mindset on that? I would say it's left tackle or nothing. I mean, I'm willing to play left guard. I just think that uh, my skill set is, is more suited for left tackle. But, um, you know, I'll, uh, I'll listen to any and all offers and options, and, and uh, hopefully those all involve being here. But if they're not, uh, then I look forward to being able to play left tackle somewhere else. It's definitely a contender, right? You want to play for someone that has a chance to win. Yeah, definitely. You know, but um, you don't always know that. I mean, you know, there's a lot of teams like us this year that were expected to be a contender and didn't. And so I think you go into it and, and realize that, uh, for me, it's it's the game of football. I, I am a, I'm a, a warrior. I love to play the game. I love to get out there and, and play uh, NFL football. So uh, the opportunity to play football to me is what's most important. Sometimes in the NFL you just have – down seasons the two teams that went to the Super Bowl last year aren't going to go to the playoffs this year do you just chalk that up to all the turnover with Hugh leaving and and, and different weapons on offense moving on is is that what it is just kind of a a down year that caught up with the Bengals Um, I I mean I think you can blame it on different people leaving different things but it also uh, means you're not acknowledging though that the league is just uh, it's it's that hard to win in this league And, and you never can discount the fact that winning in the NFL is tough to do and uh that's why when you're, you know, criticizing teams in the playoffs or criticizing teams that are winning every year, you know, that most guys in the league that play the game laugh at that because, I mean, there's guys across this league that will never touch the playoffs and wish that they had that opportunity one time in their career and, and uh, realize how good of a team you have to be to ever even make it there. And so uh, you can't ever take it lightly. Every little play, every little moment uh, will matter whether you're in the playoffs. There's not just good teams and bad teams. There's uh, Everybody's real close, and the good teams make that one or two plays and are there. There's going to be some speculation regarding Marvin Lewis, as, as there always is. As you've heard, you've been here for the majority of his tenure here. Just give us some thoughts on, on your head coach. Uh, Marvin's a tremendous person. I mean, uh, he's a he's a guy that uh, is always trying to point the arrow north and, and who we want to be as players and people, and teaching guys repeatedly on how they should act and how they should handle themselves. And uh, you know, I can remember being a rookie here and, and laughing at the fact that I'd never been somewhere where I felt like a coach talked about character and and you know <laughs> what you should and shouldn't do on the weekends and, and how you should do certain things in your life and handle certain. I've never seen anybody talk about it so much. And you could tell that means that it just means something to him for his guys. Not only be good football players, but good be people. Well, good luck Sunday and good luck this offseason. Yeah, thank you. That's Andrew Whitworth. And, man, to me, he's a must sign. You got to keep him. You got to keep him. Woo! Could you imagine that offensive line next year without Andrew Whitworth? Oh, my goodness. Oh, my. I, I, I can't. I couldn't imagine it. And, yeah, you, you could say, oh, well, they could re-sign Zeitler, the young guy. And he'll be good at guard. And then, who knows, the tackles could pan out. And you're right, they could. But watching them this year, woo! Letting Wit go. And the thing is, is you know if you're Andrew Whitworth and you're watching Jake Fisher and Cedric Abwehi, the guys that were drafted to essentially replace you, and that's what it was. They were, they were drafted to replace you. And now... You're the guy up for free agency, and you know that they've been struggling. Whoa, Mike Brown, you better pay me. That's what I'm at. I'm asking for money, money, money. 
Hey, Mike, I want three years and I want this amount. You want me to take a pay cut? I can go to New England for a pay cut and win championships and protect Tom Brady and work with Bill Belichick. It's cold there too. Or you could bring me in here, keep me here. My family's comfortable here. I'm happy here. Pay me, show me that you believe that I can be a left tackle for the next two to three years. I mean, that's if I'm Whitworth, three-year deal. If I'm Whitworth's agent, hell, I should have told him that. Hey, I would be saying three-year deal to play tackle. Three. That's it. That's it, especially the Bengals. I mean, other teams, that's fine, but the Bengals, the way their tackle situation is, if I'm Whitworth, I'm saying, show me the money. Anyways, a lot more to get to um, this week. Tomorrow you're going to hear from Andy Benoit, MMQB.com. He joined me earlier this week on 700 WLW in Cincinnati, and I thought some of his comments were interesting on building for the future. He had an interesting comment on Tyler Boyd, and uh, so you'll, you'll hear from him. I'll also go um, and, and kind of talk about this year, because this year you guys have said I've been too negative, but um, well, it's been a down year. Bengals haven't played well, and they've acknowledged that, heck, they, they haven't been able to make the plays in the fourth quarter when they've needed to make the plays. I mean, it's really that simple. It comes down to it. When you think about it, the, the Redskins game. It comes down to it, uh, the Buffalo game, the Pittsburgh game, the Denver game. Both Pittsburgh games, really. So <laughs> it's like, wow. Every single game comes down to the fourth quarter, and that's why I think they can turn it around next year with a few different offensive or not offensive, off-season moves, some on the offensive side, and we will uh, certainly cover every single one right here on the Locked on Bengals podcast. I'm James Erpine. Follow me on Twitter at James Erpine. Follow us on Twitter at Locked on Bengals. Subscribe, audioboom.com, iTunes, and uh, as always, I appreciate you listening. Until tomorrow, I'm James Erpine, and this is the Locked on Bengals podcast. Did you watch the 2020 Reds with higher expectations than a first-round wild-card exit of epic proportions? Did you think that the Reds hitting would come around with the signings that they made last offseason? Are you wondering who is asking you all of these questions? Hi, my name is Jeff Carr, and I host the Locked On Reds podcast each and every day, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every day. Throughout the offseason, I'm going to take a look at these Reds, how they fix what didn't work in 2020, and how they continue their success in 2021. But wait, there's more. I'll also have interesting interviews with players, writers, and everyone in between talking about the Cincinnati Reds. Come join me on the Locked On Reds podcast each and every day.